You're listening to episode 25 of the Journey to Launch podcast, identifying your money problem. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 everyone. Thanks again for joining me, Jamila Souffrant, on another episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. We're up to episode 25, and this episode is being brought to you by the free masterclass that I'm holding next week. So if you're listening to this in real time, I'm holding a masterclass called the How to Have Your Best Financial Year Yet, Tips to Save, Pay Off Debt, and invest more in 2018. That masterclass is going to be held on January 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's gonna be one hour designed to really set you up for a wildly successful year, making 2018 your best year yet. So I really hope you can come join me. It's free and we're gonna go through a lot of stuff. So if you wanna join, go to journeytolaunch.com slash webinar. I'll be talking about the webinar a bit more towards the end of this episode, but wanted to let you know that's where you can go right now if you're listening. If you want to hit pause, go to journeytolaunch.com slash webinar to sign up for this free masterclass on January 4th, where we will be going over the steps to create your best financial year. So last week I talked about my own personal savings goals, what my husband and I were able to do in 2017. So if you have not listened to that episode yet, definitely go back and listen to that one after you listen to this one. But in general, I said that we saved $85,000 in 2016 and we were able to save $84,000 this year. Now, when I say save, I mean between my husband and I, we were able to save and invest that much money in all our pre-tax retirement accounts, our post-tax retirement accounts, and other taxable investments. And I walked through what that number is comprised of. And so I thought having this masterclass would really be a good setup for you guys because a lot of things that I have done to drastically improve my finances, I am discussing in this masterclass because I wanna make sure you guys have the right tools and steps to really, really make this year, this new year coming, one of your best years. So I'm really excited about that. And of course, at the end of that masterclass, I'll be talking more about the mastermind that I am holding. So again, you'll get all that information once you sign up for the class. Now, we are actually, it's like a couple days after Christmas, right? So how did you do? How was your holidays? I really hope you enjoyed, or are you still enjoying your holiday if you have some time off? Did you go over budget? Did you stay in budget when it came to Christmas? Have you not even looked yet? It's funny, I asked this question in my private Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the private Facebook group, you should definitely go join. It's journeytolaunch.com slash community. And I asked the question, I had a poll and I asked, okay, so how did everyone do with the Christmas budget? And the options were, I stayed in budget. The other option was, I went over budget and then the other option was I have not even looked yet because I'm scared. (laughs) 
So to see those results and to take part in that survey, go to journeytolaunch.com slash community or go to Facebook and search Journey to Launch to join the private Facebook group and hop in on the conversation. We talk about a lot of fun things there. So yeah, I mean, this is a time of year where you can tend to overspend because society is just set up for you to do that this way. So unless you have the proper metrics and plans in place, it's very easy to get off track of your goals. So I'm really hoping that you either you stayed within your, your goals or if you realize that, you know, you did not do so well this year, you are setting yourself up for success next year. One thing I always recommend about Christmas is to start saving for it starting in January. So yes, I know Christmas and the holidays are nearing an end, but if you really want to get ahead, if you didn't like the way you felt around this Christmas time, the best thing you can do is to start saving in advance in January. And the way you do that is, you know, take what you spent this year. So take what you spent this year on all Christmas gifts and maybe go back one year because this year could have been an anomaly. Maybe you spent a little bit more, maybe you spent a little less, but your goal is to get an overall total average of what you spent and what you think you want to spend. Better yet, how about this? How about do how about set the goal of what you want to spend? Because sometimes you overspend anyway and you don't want to repeat that. So think about what you want to spend, what's reasonable for your budget, and divide that by 12. And so what you'll do is you'll divide that number by 12 and save for it in your budget every month. So that way, by the time Christmas or the holidays come around for you to actually spend that money, you'll have a reserve. This is what's known as a sinking fund. And every comprehensive budget has one. It's where you're saving in advance for things that will come up in the future. And so, for example, if you are saving, let's say, $1,200 for your Christmas fund, because you know that when next year, Christmas 2018 rolls around, you're spending about $1,200. Now, obviously, it can be less or it can be more. But if that's the case, then starting January, you put away $100 or your earmark $100 each month. And this can really just go into your savings account where you're putting it away and it just adds up and you're not pulling from this money. It's just that this is what you're gonna use when the holidays come about to spend money. So you won't be scrambling around Black Friday and Christmas to come up with this money. So just a tip, a word of advice, a word of advice. It's something um, that I do in my budget. It's something that I advise my students to do. And if you took the budget bootcamp class or if you're interested in that, I talk about that a lot more. Um, So, yes, I definitely recommend preparing yourself in advance for Christmas, especially. Now, for this episode, I actually want to talk a bit about money issues or identifying the money roadblocks that are preventing you from getting ahead with your finances, because we all have them. And it's one of the things that if you don't recognize them or you can't identify them, you will find yourself in a rut or you'll start to blame, you know, your issues on other things that are really not the issue. So I wanted to go through a bit of that. And I'm actually going to be talking about this also on the masterclass next week on January 4th. And so we'll dive deeper into that. But let's talk about what the money problems are. If you're having money problems, chances are your issues fall into one of four categories. It can be an income problem, an expense problem, a knowledge problem, and or a confidence problem. It's important to properly identify which problems 
you have so that you can apply the proper solution. Now, it's possible to have more than one money problem, but there's usually a dominant problem that you'll need to work on first. And without fully understanding what problem holds you back the most, you'll spend a lot of wasted time and effort using ineffective methods to fix your money issues. So I'm gonna break down the four money problems and how you can solve them. So money problem one, income problem. So an income problem probably means you don't earn enough money to simultaneously support your mandatory expenses and get ahead of your finances by paying off debt or saving towards your goals. Now, some people mistake a income problem with something else. So for example, you have a true income problem when you have a hard time making ends meet, even though you've tried reducing all your expenses to the best of your abilities. Unfortunately, this is the case for people who have limited and employable job skills or for those who work um, at a minimum wage because there's but so much you can lower your expenses. So, okay, how do you fix the income problem? First, you need to identify that you truly have an income problem. So I like to say, really, you need to make a distinction between your mandatory needs and expenses and your nice-to-haves and want expenses. So don't fall into the trap of believing you can't afford to pay for everything in your budget, and therefore you have an income problem, because maybe what you're including as things you need to pay for are not really things you need. And so to go back, mandatory-slash-need expenses are things you absolutely need to survive. So there are things um, such as your mortgage or your rent that you know you need somewhere to live, they are things like your groceries, which are in your budget. Um, there are things like transportation to get to work. These are things that if you did not pay for or do, you would you know, have a loss of uh, job or loss of income, or you will not have a place to live. Now, mind you, you can actually still reduce some of those expenses. I know some of that is fixed if you, you know, are locked into a lease or you're in a mortgage, but there are still ways to to reduce those expenses. But let's assume that you have identified what your mandatory need expenses are, which we just went through, and your nice to have and want expenses. And by the way, the nice to have and want expenses are things like cable and even your cell phone bill. Um, So they are really things that feel good to have and most people maybe around you have, but don't fall into the illusion that those are mandatory. They're not. Those are things that add on to your life and yes, may make you feel better, but they are not things you need. So let's assume that you have really went through your budget. You feel like you do not make enough money and you really you really try to limit your nice to have and want expenses and you think you're doing a good job at that. So it's really an income problem because you literally are not making enough money to get ahead. So how do you fix that? well, you'll have to find ways to increase your income. There's no way around it. And I know it seems pretty obvious, but it's not as simple. It's not as simple as it seems. And so you can do things to temporarily increase your income. So these are like the quick wins, such as selling unused items or clothes for a quick boost in money. Now, it's not a steady stream of income, but you can turn some of that into an ongoing side hustle if you wanted to like flip um, you know, you know, do garage sales or sell things online. So you do that consistently by maybe purchasing older, older things from other people that you know and selling it for more money on eBay or in a garage sale. So there are ways to kind of turn those momentary increases of income into a more steady stream. 
But if you're looking for a consistent way to boost your income, chances are you'll either need to find a better paying job or career or increase your skill set and knowledge because you really want to make yourself more employable and more desirable in whatever job market you're, you're looking at. Now, another way to increase your income is to start a low cost side hustle. I always emphasize low cost because if you're in the beginner journey or stage and you're really just starting out, trying to get out of the hole, trying to get out of debt. You don't want to be taking on debt or doing a lot of things that are going to cost you a lot of money. You know, while I always say you need to spend money to make money, you don't need to go thousands, thousands of dollars in debt to start a business because there are low cost side hustles that you can do such as dog walking, babysitting, tutoring. And like I said before, selling goods or services. So what are you good at? What can you do to increase your income? And I'll just give you just some quick examples for me on my journey. And so, you know, we, my husband and I, we don't necessarily, we don't have an income problem. Like, it's funny because I bet you you can ask anyone and they'll say, you know, yes, of course, everyone wants to make more money, right? Because the more money you make, the faster you'll be able to get to your goals. Um, So yes, on the surface level, we don't have an income problem. We make decent money as a couple, especially living in New York, which is why we're able to save so much. But for us, what we've been focusing on from the beginning of our careers, because, you know, I I haven't always made as much money as I did, especially graduating out of college. What I've done is I've focused on increasing my income. My husband, even as a teacher, he has focused on increasing his income at his job. So whether that's extra um, jobs he takes for coaching or For me, whether that's just putting my all into my current work situation so that I can get the best bonuses and promotions I can, I've been, you know, I've been working hard to make sure that my current income is the highest that it could be in my situation. And then when it comes to like a like side hustles, you know, Journey to Launch right now is a side hustle that you all know I want to turn into my full time hustle. But when I thought about, okay, what could I do that's going to really move the needle forward, not only make me happy, but help help bring my talents to the world, help help me help other people. I thought about, okay, what do people come to me in real life for? So in real life, I'm the girl, I'm the friend that everyone comes comes to for financial um, coaching or information. And so I've always been pretty good at it. I mean, I haven't always been perfect, but I've been for the most part better than my peers at it. So they recognize that in me. And so it's one of those things where I saw myself where I said, wow, okay, that's why I started the blog. That's eventually what led me to start the podcast. And I'm hoping that eventually this will turn into something that is profitable. So when you're thinking about side hustles, think about what you can do, what people come to you for. That's a natural talent that you think you can make some money in, but won't cost a lot to start, especially if you are in debt payoff mode. So that is problem one, income problem. Do you have an income problem? Problem number two, expense, expense problem. Do you have an expense problem? Because a lot of people think they have an income problem when what they really have is an expense problem because the expense problem is overlooked and attributed usually to another problem because you rather not give up spending on the things you enjoyed. So an expense problem just means your expenses are just too high. You're spending on things you really can't afford. So typically this is due to not fully understanding the types of expenses in your budget, which we kind of talked about it a little bit in the income problem, but let's talk about how to fix an expense problem because all expenses are not created equal. 
there's a big difference between mandatory slash need expenses and the nice to have slash want expenses. So the want expenses, like I mentioned before, they're a luxury. They should not be the standard. And the quicker you're able to understand that and come to terms with how you categorize everything, the quicker you'll be able to optimize your finances. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to create a list and organize all of your expenses by either needs or wants. And then go through that list and either eliminate or reduce the wants in your life. So if you have an expense problem, if you recognize you have an expense problem, create a list and organize all your expenses by either needs or wants. So the mandatory versus the non-mandatory. Go through the list and eliminate or reduce the wants is a key factor. So it's a key factor in in really fixing your expense problems. Can you find ways to either eliminate or reduce those nice to haves? So I always like to say, for example, if you like going to Starbucks and that is your vice and you go every day, but you still on the one hand have a hard time, you know, paying off debt, saving more, investing more, you want to someday reach financial independence. Can you either eliminate your Starbucks habit or reduce it, right? Like you just need to identify those things. And if you do have an expense problem, it's important to start tracking your expenses to find out what you can eliminate or reduce. So the best way to do that is a budget. You know, I'm always a champion for a budget. And although I know not everyone like needs a budget, because let's face it, there are some people who are doing just fine without it. But for the most part, if you are on this journey, especially if you're just starting out, you are going to want to understand how you're spending and how to optimize your finances. And so the best way to fix an expense problem is to create a spending plan slash budget. That way you'll understand where your money is going. Third problem, do you have a knowledge problem? A knowledge problem means you don't know what to do or how to proceed with fixing your financial issues. So this particular problem keeps you usually stuck and afraid to make decisions uh, because you really, you know, you really just don't have a clue. You don't have an idea of what to do. So how do you fix a knowledge problem? Well, you're listening to this podcast, so that's one way. It's about finding resources to help you understand more more things, right? So there's this quote that I love. It says, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. I'm gonna repeat that. Formal education will make you a living self-education will make you a fortune. And so the knowledge problem is something that a lot of us have had in the past or still have today. I had a knowledge problem at one point, meaning I did not even, I didn't know that financial independence existed. Like I did not know it was a thing, especially in my 20s. I did not know. So I had a lack of knowledge in that area. And when I found out about it, I decided to do my research. I decided to read and listen to podcasts and really educate myself on how I could better my finances, how I could one day reach financial independence. And so again, a lot of that is through self-education because we're not, most of us, we're not taught about money and managing money at school. We're not learning this from our parents because Unfortunately, they usually didn't know any better. So we are learning through our mistakes and self-learning and then investing in the resources, whether it's the free resources like this podcast or paid resources, um, like hiring a money coach or attending courses or classes that will help you. So 
The question is, how can you actively work to educate yourself on financial topics? Can you read more blogs? Can you read more articles? Can you read more books? Can you listen to more podcasts um, so you can grasp the financial concepts? And remember, with the knowledge problem, you need to be patient with yourself because you will not be able to learn everything at once. I'm still learning myself, right? And I think that's part of the reason why when I talk about this journey, I want to be very careful that I'm guiding you guys on the right path. And so for me, there are a lot of things that I don't know. I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm learning them. But as soon as I learn them, as soon as I get a handle on them and I feel really confident, I like to turn around and teach you. And so again, you won't get everything at once. You won't learn everything at once. It's okay if you don't get financial concepts all at once. I still don't understand every single financial concept. But again, just recognize if most of it is really a knowledge problem that you have and it really just means educating yourself and finding the resources to do so. The fourth problem is a confidence problem. It is ever so elusive and hard to identify It can be hard to determine if you have a confidence problem on the surface level because the problem often manifests itself in negative self-talk, thoughts, and self-sabotage. So you may find it even more comfortable to hide behind the other three problems that I talked about rather than face your true confidence problem head on. So the confidence problem is deeply related to your money mindset. And a lot of times, again, you're in denial or you don't really believe like that you can accomplish the things you want to accomplish. Like you say you want to, but you don't deep down believe you can. So do you really believe in your ability to become debt free and stay debt free? So if you're in debt now, do you really feel in your heart? Do you really feel confident that you'll be able to, if you put your mind to it, become debt free and and stay debt free? Or let's say you're further along on the path. You want to reach financial independence. Can you can you see that for yourself? Can you really see it? Or do you doubt yourself that you'll be able to do it? Now, there's nothing wrong with doubts. We all have them. But the confidence problem, because it's so deeply related to our money mindset and the things we were taught growing up about money and society's pressures on money and our circle of influence when it comes to money, it can really be hidden under a lot of other factors. So do you trust that you can learn what you need to know to take full control of your finances? And once you're able to trust that in yourself, you'll see, you'll definitely see a lot of changes that will actually, if you do have the other problems, it will help, it will seep into those problems and help fix those too. So fixing a confidence problem. Now, fixing that confidence problem, if you have that still, it involves doing some deep work and it involves coming to terms with your relationship with money. Can you identify the source of your money habits and thoughts? Because I'm recognizing or I've recognized that, you know, a lot of overspending, while that's an expense problem, that's sometimes a confidence problem because we or you were taught that you needed material things to feel good about yourself um, or to validate yourself or to give you self-worth. And so it's really one of those things where if you can identify where that comes from, um, if you grew up, you know, without a lot of money, do you, do you, do you see money or see things, those physical manifestations that of money, do you see that as, as your ticket, as what, what makes you feel as you, though you arrived very important to understand that because you'll want to work to reprogram your brain through positive self-talk, um, beliefs, 
and knowledge so you can actively work to rebuild your confidence. And again, this does not happen overnight. So if you have a confidence problem or there are things that are affecting the way you feel, how you act about your finances, this is not necessarily just going to go away by saying, you know, a money mantra that I, you know, that I actually recommend that people start to to do. It's not just going to go away in one day. This is really going to take some deep work. And that's, that's really for all the money problems, right? So some of them you can find quick wins in, like if you were going to try to attack your expense problem, you can, you can immediately probably cut out three things from your budget tomorrow to help you save and invest more. Or your income problem, you can probably sell a few things in your closet immediately right now that you're not using and have an extra couple bucks to do something with that towards your goals. But if you have some of the other problems, such as a confidence problem or a knowledge problem, that may take some time. But again, every step forward matters. And so I don't want you to focus necessarily on how long it will take for you to get the results as long as you are moving forward and you have a plan. So once you identify what's really holding you back from reaching your financial goals, you'll be able to work on fixing the issues head on. So if you feel that you have identified with more than one problem that I talked about, you can actively work on fixing each one. Um, You can start with one um, and then it will really like inevitably snowball into helping you alleviate the others. So I want you to ask yourself this question, What's your money problem and how do you intend to fix it? Now, this is going to be one of the topics I talk about on the free webinar slash masterclass that I'm holding next week, January 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern time, if you're listening to this in real time. So come join me. Let's talk about it a bit more. I'll be explaining some more ways in which you can help with these roadblocks and identify them in yourself. Because remember, the goal is for you to have your best financial year. That's the, that's the name of this the webinar slash masterclass, how to have your best financial year yet, ways to save and invest more money in 2018. And so I really, really want you to not only think about the things you can do differently next year, but to join me. So join me on this journey because I know that a lot of you guys are still in this beginner slash intermediate phase where you're still getting things together. Um, and some of you guys are advanced already. You already, maybe you already know or fixed all these money problems. You are working your way to financial independence. You have no debt, which is amazing. For me, when I talk about Journey to Launch and what I wanted to evolve into, I really want to bring a lot of you guys with me who are in the beginning stages, I want to bring you further ahead. So that's why I tend to sometimes go back and talk about these foundational topics a lot, because I really do feel that once you get these foundational stuff down, it'll be much, much easier when we start talking about, which we will, trust me, start talking about more advanced things. So yeah, I really just want you guys to take advantage of all this free information, all these great resources that I'm providing for you. I really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know if you're listening to this in real time, it's still like the holiday break. If you're a teacher like my husband, you're probably off. Good for you. How amazing is that? So enjoy that time. Enjoy the time with your family. The next time we'll talk is in the new year. So I'll speak to you guys when it's 2018. Hopefully by then you've signed up to the masterclass. If you want to do that, you go to journeytolaunch.com slash webinar 
and it will take you to the registration page and you can join me at this masterclass on January 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I really hope to see you there. And once again, I haven't said, I didn't say this in the beginning of the podcast, but if you are enjoying this, thank you so much. I mean, your feedback and your direct messages to me about what you like about the podcast. It really helps me figure out what type of topics to talk about, the subjects you want me to dive deeper into. And so I really appreciate all the feedback. If you are listening to this in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please leave me a review. I'm getting so many great reviews. It's so helpful. Trust me, like I read every single review Sometimes I read them even at the end of the podcast episodes, which I'll start doing here and there again, but I really appreciate it. So if you are enjoying this, one of the things that you can do to help me out is to leave that review, is to tell a friend, is to tweet it out on Twitter or to share it on your Instagram page or in your Instagram story. So right now, if you're listening, take a screenshot on your phone and post it to your Instagram account or post it to your Instagram stories or to your Facebook page or to Twitter, right? Just get the word out about Journey to Launch so more people can join us on this journey and we can really, really create a financial independence movement. One of the themes or one of the things that I coined or what I wanna coin is that I am bringing financial independence to the masses, but I need your help. So in order for more people to understand that they can live the life of their dreams to creating better financial habits and optimizing their finances, more people need to know about Journey to Launch. And the only way that happens is by you, who you, I'm talking to you, you listening, you telling more people about it. So it grows one by one, one listener by one listener, one reader by one reader, and one subscriber by one subscriber. So just to wrap up, if you want to join the private Journey to Launch Facebook group, go to journeytolaunch.com slash community. If you want to leave me a private um, message or just send me information or feedback, you know, I love that. You can find me on every social media account as Journey to Launch. Just hit me up. I always answer. Also, if you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 25. All the links, everything we talked about will be on that show notes page. And so you can go there and get all the information. All right, guys, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your week. I will talk to you next year. Bye.